Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Man, we could have been better at it for y'all. We, we could have. I started a little too early. The buildup was not as long as I thought it would be. You guys, welcome back to the Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking season three, episode four. Aha! Aha! The line that changes the entire direction of this episode. Well, no. Also, the line that is yeah. coming to America, and we're really happy about it. Taste the soup. Where's the spoon? Aha, aha. Guys, I am your host, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Of course I'm not doing this alone. I got my two guns with me. No, I'm just kidding. I got Stephanie Georgie up in here. Welcome. Along with his guns, don't worry, everyone, we have registered them. Exactly. They are registered, and one of them's empty because it was being shot into a bed, into a pig's head last yes, night. exactly. Um, just uh, giving everyone a heads up, I will be here next week, but in two weeks, I will not be here. But oh my it's God! Okay, because we have Tiana Hobson filling in for me, and yes. if you've seen Tiana on all of our other after shows, you know that she is freaking amazing. And her and Steffi G have this rapport that is better than me and Steffi G's rapport. It's so good. Yeah, it's totally good. This episode was really terrible. No, this episode was freaking sick. Like, I love the Sin City kind of noir mm-hmm. reference, like highlighting some of the colors. I liked how they did the flashbacks as input into the story, as opposed to. Five hours earlier, yes. then we see the story. Five hours early, then we see the story. No, it's more just as it goes. As it goes, we right. we we get the flashbacks. We they replace doing a montage before the the stakeout. Like usually, when they have like a huge mission they're on, it'll show the pre work that they're doing. Like and they'll do like this. They'll play like the EDM music, and you'll see Paige doing stuff, and you see Jake's doing stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a montage of doing stuff. On this episode, it's mm-hmm. not that. On this episode, they do a cool way of bringing it into a flashback, making you really aware that it's a flashback, but also surprising you at times as well with, uh, with, with Mike, with Paige, with how they set everything up, and especially with Colby at the end. That was insane. That was so sad. Greatest part of this episode, uh, you go ahead and say what you're going to say. Thank you. I was just going to say that I was happy that it was one entire story with all of them working together. I, it was nice, right, everyone? It was so nice to not jump around to everyone's storylines. We were just on one solid storyline. Might I add something that Steven pointed out while we were watching the show? I am a very big fan of Ari, and I didn't want Ari to go down for this. I know. I was like, Steffi, you know we're cheering for Ari right yeah, now? Like, <laughs> as much as he's such an asshole and he does terrible things... The comedy of the terrible things makes us fall in love with them. It's just like it's Sid. So it's weird. just like Sid. Like Sid was such a dick. No, but Sid was a good bad guy. Ari's just like ah, you know, he's a piece of crap. But yeah, you love the guy. It's like that uncle that you know gets is annoying, but you gotta love him anyways. 
Also, now we all know why Layla was hitting that in that little the first scene when he's in his underwear. Get is, it, Ari? Oh shoot! Is that is that why Layla was hitting that? That sure is why Layla was hitting that. I wish she was on the show today so that we could be like, "Damn, girl, get it." I'm kidding. Shout but out Ari to Miriam Sine. Shout out to at Miriam Sine on Twitter. Go follow her. She needs more followers. M A R Y A M C N E. You done uh, fantasizing? I'm done. I'm done. Fangirling over Ari, the bad boy. I do want to give a shout out to uh, the director of this episode, uh, Doug Hanna. Awesome. I, as much as I really like Graceland and how they bounce around from story to story, and we have three working stories at the same time, mm-hmm. this really got us to see Graceland working together as a whole unit. We, we kind of got the lightheartedness of it mixed with the darkness and mixed with the seriousness of the situations. And... Honestly, we got to see Paige not being a whiny person. Yes. We got to see Johnny not worrying about Lucia. We got to see the characters as we love them from the first season. We got to see a reminder of who everyone really is when you take away all the drama of their storylines. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what I also loved? Uh, the conversation between Charlie and Mike. Mike yeah. During that entire, how, you know, just second nature it was for them continuing the conversation knowing exactly what they were doing it gave us an, like a, a reminder of that of all these people who are actual professionals they know what they're doing tiara spells in the chat says stephanie has zero chill and i live for it she has zero what you have you have zero chill oh basically <laughs> you call it as you see it if you think someone be hot yeah girl uh, i'm not hype about everything thanks for joining us in the chat nicholas yeah. melendez as Shout i've out seen to everyone. on here okay so this episode is called aha It is basically, I have a feeling that they had a script and the script was called Epiphany and they were just like, that's too on the nose. What can we call it? It was perfect. Let's add in a line where he's just like, aha. And then, okay, let's name the script aha. Because then. Aha. 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 There's no like ch before the a. It's not aha. It's just aha. Okay. Aha. 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 Anyway, so this episode's pretty awesome. We start out where we left off. Ari, in, at the end of last episode, Ari in the car wondering what the hell happened to him. He's yeah. got blood on him. He calls Briggs, and Briggs goes over there. Ari's in his underwear. Steph Z's getting, I mean, Steph G's getting thirsty. And, uh... Oh, silly. I wasn't getting thirsty. I was just very happy and entertained. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. She just liked the water commercial. She wasn't thirsty at all. Uh, so he brought a crowbar and coffee. He pulls a gun on Briggs like, I need to know what happened last night. Yeah. What happened to my fingers? Ouch. And Briggs is like, man, I've been at the laundromat all night in Studio City. Like, every step of the way, I think that's kind of a clue to RE2 is that Briggs had a solid alibi every step of the way and didn't falter on it at all. Mm -mm. Like, if I just randomly was just like, where were you at 1 a.m. last night? I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, oh wait, yeah, I was at the laundromat. Yeah. It was literally, where were you last night? I was at the laundromat. laundromat. Blah, 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 blah. I I fell asleep. Your call woke Uh, me up. It was like off of Sweetser and Third Street. Like, that's. (laughs) It was straight up alibi every single time. It's like, I don't know. I left the bar right after you had your third drink, you know, at 11.55 on a Thursday night. Like, it was too, it was too prepared. And I think that. You lie. Boom. You lie. No, you lie. What happened to my fingers? Uh, He pulls the trigger. The gun's empty crazy mofo, takes uh, Briggs's gun and then lights a match with his fingers. That's been a very solid point of this entire episode is yes. that he keeps light. He can like do this thing with his thumb where he lights the match with his thumb. Mm-hmm. We're going to try you... that at the end of this episode too, guys. So I don't have any matches. Tuned. I'm kidding. I mean, is we that is that it. what makes you love Ari? Makes you want to get with Ari's because he can light a match with his thumb? No, man, don't. He can fuel the flame with his fingers. What? Shut up. <laughs> that was a little adult. <laughs> All Anyways, right, um, I was going to say that I really should try. 
Oh, but that hurt my No, it doesn't hurt. Oh. I think you can probably do it. Uh, cigarettes weren't his either. He's got these Desmonds in his pocket. He smokes Des- reds. Desdens. Des- Desdens. Um, he thinks there's a body in the trunk of the car. They use a crowbar. There's no body in the car. Thank goodness. There's no body in the car. It's, it's gasoline barrels. Like, you just burn something. Briggs gets the text, Emma's on the move, and the trunk has gas tanks. That's what I start. All right, next we have Briggs in the car with Ari, and the sun won't stay behind the cloud forever. Well, what does that mean, Ari? The truth will come out. They go to the gas station in Sun Valley. He t- complains about his fingers again. Immediately when they walk in, there's guns shooting at them. They break the slushy machines, Steph. Gee. I know. They break the you know the community machine. was pissed about it. I know. The neighborhood kid was like, are you serious? I don't have time for this. I need my slushies. 7-Eleven was five days ago where they give free for slushies. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine if they didn't repair those before 7-Eleven? Everyone would have been like, this is unacceptable. Would have been unacceptable. the United States of America, and we expect our free Slurpees on Free Slurpee Day. I know. I would have sued Graceland TV. <laughs> You're Send me a damn free Slurpee, Jeff Easton. <laughs> I lost that because you filmed in my Slurpee store. During so, this part, this is another funny part, when he's said, yeah, then you said you shoot my balls off. I would not shoot your balls off. I would have to touch your balls if I wanted to shoot your I'm not your going balls to cut off. your balls off. I'd have to cut. I'd have to touch your balls. I love it. I know. Ari. Mike is the clerk. I didn't actually recognize his voice. Me neither, because he did a white boy, an extra white boy voice. Extra white boy. Mike plays really well. The really nerdy, down on his luck, white guy working at a gas station looking kind of. He, he looks. He's like, yeah, man. I mean, like, totally chill. And that's how he's speaking. And I was like, stop. But the great thing is, is if if that wasn't if like Aaron Tveit wasn't the main role of this show mm-hmm. and he played that role it was very believable oh absolutely like I, I i could see him as that role in anything else so i'll shoot you and your friend i'm not playing then we see 5 hours earlier the armenian story it's uh she's t- this is where charlie's talking to mike and says mm-hmm. hey there's there's i mean if you need more oxy there's a lockbox with a shipment full of it little do we know this is a dramatic irony because the audience knows what's up charlie doesn't know that he's addicted we find out that she really doesn't know she says relax like, really? I'm, I'm joking <laughs> and it brings us back to season one and a little bit of season two where we kind of are reminded that charlie does makeup she's the one who originally was doing oh, like yeah. the everybody's like the tattoos yeah. and everything so she's doing the makeup making it look like he's got a black eye we get back to the station and they're fighting and uh basically he says man you just came in you hit me in the face then demanded a pack of cigarettes i was out of the menthols blah 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 blah, blah. and Ari just gets angry, grabs Mike and shoves his face down, puts a gun to his head. Briggs is kind of sweating at this point, kind of a little bit. Ari's and, and Mike was pissed. He's like, I swear on everything, if I die for this. I know. All of that would have been for nothing. God, Ari's because he's so unpredictable. So unpredictable. I know, that's why it was scary. But that, they even made sure to let us know that when Charlie was like, I sure want to do this. And he's like, if Briggs says he has it, then he has it. Yeah. So and Mike is like, like putting his trust moment, in Briggs. I, like, I don't know if he has it right now, Mike. I'm sorry, buddy. So luckily, a black SUV pulls in, and it's Martun Sarkisian, which is Layla's father mm-hmm. and Ari's boss. Mm-hmm. So that's what probably saves Mike. He tells Mike to get, to clean up and, you know, get back into the mode. And you don't know me. I was never here last night. You don't know what the hell happened. Somebody punched you in the face. It's whatever. Um, meanwhile, we see Jakes and Johnny are the ones in the car, like, reporting to Martoon saying, Hey, you know, you said that your uh, daughter was in an accident last night. Mm-hmm. So uh, we uh, we checked this place out and it looks like there is a purchase on her card at that was Sun stolen Valley at Sun Valley Gas. Uh, yeah, so, oh, looks like he hung up. So Martoon heads up, and that's when they had texted Briggs. So it's kind of showing us the before and after. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Do you yes. know what the storyline is with um, Ari's uncle? 
Ari's uncle, I believe, is the guy who takes out the hits and things like that. Okay. I don't know for sure. I don't think they've really explained it. Because he keeps it. bringing it up like, like the uncle's the important guy. I think it's more that um, Martoon wants to stay away from the illegal stuff. Okay, cool. His uncle is... The illegal stuff. Huh? Yeah, illegal. his uncle's like the guy who takes care of the illegal stuff so okay. Martoon can wash his hands of it. Right. Um, and I feel like that's kind of Ari's whole side of the family. That might be Martoon's brother, which is kind of a clue in, because if you think about it, why didn't he say you should call my brother? He said you should call your uncle. Mm-hmm. But maybe, no, because Ari's not Martoon's we'll dad. Yeah, Ari's yeah. not Martoon's dad. Otherwise, Layla would be sleeping with her brother. So that's not happening. Yeah. My bad. Logic kind of tried to lead me off astray. Um, so... Martoon says he doesn't appreciate the way Arya keeps strangers like pets. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no business here. Briggs talks about how she got brought here by the same guy, maybe. You know, I'm just throwing out ideas here because, you know, I'm Briggs. I kind of know everything because right. I actually set this up. Martoon thinks she's at the cabin, and he says if she's in trouble, someone would die today. Um, Let me look up real quick the name of this actor. Who plays the father? Who plays Martoon? Or the yeah, because... I, I hate myself for not knowing it because. Dun, dun, dun. Do you know him from something else? And so you feel Stormare. like you should know him? Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare has been in so much. Mm-hmm. He was in Men in Black 3. He was in. Uh, oh my goodness, yes. I'm going to just look up this guy's this guy's IMDb. You see this guy in so much, and he is always the best, most intimidating freaking bad guy mm-hmm. ever. It's great. He's in Arrow. He's in The Blacklist. He's in freaking Longmire. 22 Jump Street. He was the dad in 22 Jump Street. That's where I'm most... the dad in the 22 Jump Street? There. Uh, Hansel and Greta Lockout. Dude, this guy has so many credits. It's great to see them enlisting these, like, all-time villain kind of characters into Graceland. He just has a presence about him that I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes, and they are going to go to the cabin. They tell Briggs and them to follow him. Ari, at this point, is, like, shaking in his boots. He thinks he's really screwed because his fingers are burned, and mm-hmm. they don't know where the daughter is. He's and sleeping he with the daughter. anything, yeah. So they're in the car with Briggs, and he says, I didn't know she went trout fishing with her father at the cabin. We used to do it in the cabin. Yeah. So his fingerprints are going to be all over the place. His yeah. seed yes, will everything. be all over the place. Um, I've got bad feelings, guy. Never calls him by his name. Always just guy. I know. So Briggs asks about the other guy who's apparently um, Martoon's niece's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. who's next in line to be the head of the family. Barbarian. Yeah, the barbarian. And he's like, no, more like a sagging, a sagging vagina. vagina. <laughs> and uh, he says, we find out a little bit more about Ari's uh, ambitions here, too, because mm-hmm. when he says he'll be next in line, it's like, we're going to see about that. Yeah. So Ari's probably going to use Briggs to off this guy in the future. Oof, unless they don't off Briggs now, considering what's going on. Exactly. So Barbarian finds footprints in the soil, and they say something was dragged, and we go right into a flashback of Jake's and Johnny. <laughs> So funny. God, I love when the two of them work together because of their dynamic. But Jake's cracking us up saying, I feel like a baby Jesus. <laughs> He's like Being wrapped right, up I in know. a baby Jesus. It's like it's like Johnny just rolled a Jake size blunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Again, but this is a perfect example of another scene but where they're working, but it's such it's so second nature to them. And it's back to the characters that mm-hmm. we love. So, uh... Yes! Graceland! I happen to be the master of RPS. And he's like, uh, you think they're gonna realize we put monkey bones from a med school in the barrel? 
and uh, they put them on the barrel. They plant the ring. They're setting up Ari, mm-hmm. and Johnny's like, "Man, it's like they need some dignity." He's like, "Didn't you just kill a guy?" I know that was so funny. And uh, Jake's gives this kind of speech. And he's like, "Briggs didn't set this plan in motion." I'd say yeah. Ari set this plan in mm-hmm. motion when he started sleeping with Layla. Ari I'd say that Martoon right. set this plan in motion. I'd say Logan set this plan in motion. So they throw the key on, and he says Ari has to go, and then lights a cigarette, smokes it, and then throws the match on. Burns the dress, burns the key, burns the ring, and some monkey bones. Because sometimes you just can't tell your daughter's bones between some monkey bones. Buy some monkey bones down at our shop now. No, um, You can get some monkey brain at the restaurant. Get some monkey brain at the restaurant, get some monkey bones. And we sell pig heads, too, because we're going to put those in your bed and shoot them. All right, back to (laughs) Ari and Martoon. They find the fire pit. Martoon immediately thinks it's her. Mm -hmm. And he just throws up. It's like great acting because... How would you feel like if you just found oh, out your father? Absolutely, that's disgusting. And if you saw her bones, my thing is being a gangster the way that Martoon is. I was kind of surprised that they jumped to that conclusion quickly. I'm, I'm like, man, yeah, right. You would have to do like some kind of more mystery. Except for I understand that he saw the ring and that this was also random that she didn't come back. Saw home. the ring. There was the dress. Like, but honestly, still. Be- it's because she was in that accident, right? Which already makes them a high alert. And then she disappears the night before. And he's a crime boss. Yeah, you Families right. are like targets, right? So I think he's just, he's thinking the worst already. Um, so, moving on. Back to the fire pit. Barbarian finds the cigarettes Briggs was talking, and Martoon just whacks him in the leg, tells him to shut up, hits him, and says he doesn't deserve to say his name. Briggs convinces Martoon that he can help him find the guy. Martoon isn't happy, and that's when Barbarian says, aha, 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 and they find the hotel key. Yes. Barbarian wants to call the guy in the department, so we learn that the Sarkissian family of course, has, has a guy on the inside. A rat. There's always a rat. Do you think it's Logan? I was questionable about it, yes. Because, I don't know, what if it was, yeah, what if it was Logan and Martoon is the one that said, we have to get rid of Ari, but because they know the uncle, they can't get rid of Ari so quickly so that it has to be like a job through, you know what I'm saying? If they don't like him already? Let me form some little, like, pins and red red yarn. You Am know? I going to go like... <laughs> yes, you're going to go like that. <laughs> Can we get a towel in here, please? I was like, am I going to go... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you guys are listening, Stephanie Georgie just decided to spill her water all over the table and the floor. I'm sorry. But it's More a- reports coming soon. But go ahead. You said that you're going to connect dots or whatever. All right, so here's some dots connection. Uh, after he throws me these paper towels. I got it, but you have to tell me what the story is. I spilled the paper towels. Okay, go. Here you go. So, Logan seems like an asshole, right? Okay. Logan reminds me of Briggs. Logan is sending a bunch of guys at this, trying to take down the Sarkissian family. Let's say, hypothetically, um, that Logan is the inside guy for the Sarkissian family. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is Logan also trying to take down the Sarkissians? It, I don't know, but remember no, the I'm saying I'm telling you why. Oh, because it's it's like he has it in on both sides. Because the Sarkissians have something on Logan, forcing him to be the inside man, oh, so Logan can't be as involved in the in the thing, and that's why Logan is so desperate to throw guys at it and get this handle and get them in jail. And why he's being so callous and setting guys up. If they have something on Logan, it would have to be something that we already know about. 
I don't think so. You think it's just something random and we're going to be like, oh, well, really what happened was back in the day, Logan did all this stuff and so that's why? No, I would think it has to be with something that we know already. I don't think it has to be something we know about. I think it has to be something that Briggs finds out about. Oh, snap. Because I think Briggs needs to put Logan in his pocket like the Sarkissians have Logan in his pocket. Because otherwise, Briggs is going to be set up the bomb. Hmm. So does that make sense? I think it does make sense, I think but... that's what's going on. Is I think Logan is their guy on the inside, but Logan's also actively trying to take them down because he knows that if he stays their inside guy, he'll be taken down criminally as opposed to taking them down first. It's kind of like it's kind of like there's a whole other TV show going down right here between the Sarkissian family like and spin-off? Logan. Like there's a spin-off that we don't know about. There's a spin-off then... <laughs> that's filming with <laughs> Logan and Sarkissians. It's uh it's it's kind of an interesting complex storyline they it's have. It's called The Sarkissians. <laughs> Keeping up with the Sarkissians. <laughs> Sorry, that's not that funny, but yes, I do laugh at No, it's called stupid. it's called sucking up to the Sarkissians. There you go. Um but there's a there's a great term that's out there, and I'd like to look it up real quick. Um, so the feeling of knowing that everyone everyone has a life as complex as your own, mm-hmm. and oh, you're bringing trash. Our engineer's bringing Seth. a trash can. Stephanie can shoot free throws like Shaq, so I wouldn't make uh, her throw it. No, I could. Hey, what are you trying to say? Don't be talking about Shaq. Go ahead. Um, there, it's called Sonder. Okay. Uh, I feel like that would. I feel like I'm having the feeling of Sonder in this show, which is a great feeling to have. It means they've built a world with characters and storylines that are happening outside of what we're seeing. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and, uh, which you, makes it that much more reality. Yeah, but there's this whole other thing that's going on that we don't know about. Yeah, everyone dun, has. Dun, dun. It's like saying everyone. Everyone has a life as complex as your own. So as much right. as I have mine, and I'm worried about my life. Yeah, you, you have your own worries. Mm-hmm. Millions of people out there have I theirs. I like that. Everyone, we learned something today. All Sonder. These, this is showing me that all these characters have their own troubles going on. Yes. Ari has his. Martoon has his. The bro- I hate to use the comparison, but this is exactly like Grey's Anatomy and private practice they were simultaneously kind of happy except it doesn't suck um so (laughs) moving backwards that's so funny that you would say such things in regards to those i know she really likes Grey's anatomy and she really likes those shows so shondaland ari says to keep it in the family won't let him call the department guy martin says i just want to find the guy and he says in old country there is ways of killing and i would like to teach this man something new right yeah, That's they like, did. That was disgusting. Yeah. Ari tells Briggs he could have said his name. Um, and Briggs is like, I know, I could have. But I didn't want to call you out. Let's mm-hmm. find out how to handle this. And Ari's slowly t- trusting Briggs more. And then Ari remembers, do me in the desert. <sighs> is the key to the Sahara, which is the key they have. <laughs> so they go to the hotel. We have a Sahara Hotel off of Sunset Boulevard, by the way. I know. Way. There's a Sahara Motorcade Hotel in lots of cities. It's, like, a really common place. Oh, okay. Um, flash to Charlie and Mike, because they go to the hotel. They're about to open the door, and they go, <gasps> Flash to Charlie and Mike. They're in the hotel room. Mike's talking to Charlie about his about her talking about his problems, saying, like, oh, you got this dream book. You're writing all this stuff in your dream book. <laughs> about the chickens in your dream yeah, book. They're just talking about <laughs> all sorts. Come on. Come on, Mike. You know there's no secrets in Graceland. They're having water cooler talk over... Putting a pig's head in the bed, shooting bullets into right? it, splattering blood. Mike's the equivalent spraying. conversation you'd have, you know, just grilling some burgers. Yeah, they're just talking about it. They're just talking about it as they're doing it, 
And, uh, Without skipping a beat, too. Putting on the lipstick. And dude, that's what I liked. He sat down, lit the cigarette. She put on the lipstick. He passed it to her. Like, everything was perfectly done. Okay, we light it off. Boom, 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 boom. Yep, they spray more blood, and then they leave. Steven, we should, we should do something like this. We should be some agents and frame someone. You're saying... You and I should go into a hotel room and then leave with the hotel room covered in blood. Well, I mean, I don't know. We have to make it more complex than that. <laughs> Whoever would like to join, just tweet us and let us know you're here for some crime. <laughs> you just might not survive. All right, so back to Briggs. They open the door, and he smells the dress that's there. So I guess they didn't burn the dress. He smells the dress, and he's like, oh, it's her dress. Mm-hmm. Briggs tells him there's no way he murdered him. They clean it up. We get a time lapse of them cleaning the entire hotel room of the blood. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, they really have Briggs and Ari... Uh, basically, Reese Coiro is the guy who plays Ari, and then uh, Daniel Sanjata cleaning this room. Mm-hmm. So they probably spent three hours with the camera, and they basically told Daniel and, and Reese, "Hey, got I know that we like messed this room up. You have to clean it and wipe it off and mm-hmm. clean it as best you can. We're going to film it." Side note. I know, right? No, wait. Side note. Real side quick. note. Daniel Sanjata was in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I know he was. I'm just letting you know. Okay. It didn't used to suck. It sucks now. Okay. All right. Um, so the mattress is sucked through. Ari gets the gas out of the trunk once his torch the room. Like, yeah, he's my done. place is all over the place. You have been very loyal, and... guy. And at this point, I'm thinking this really feels like Grand Theft Auto. This right. feels like Grand Theft Auto Vice City, where you're mm-hmm. working with where Briggs is like you in the game, and he's just working with the crime boss doing the random crap and missions they go on. And Ari lights the match with his finger before he throws it. He's watching it burn. And we're like, oh and my I god! It out. Yeah, you figured it out. I did. I was like, it's the wrong hand. It's the wrong hand. <laughs> or before he says that, though, we kind of realize it. Before he says that, we got a flashback to Ari at the bar. Jake's is now the bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, says the ashtray's there for a reason. Ari says he'll kill him. Jake's drugs the drink. Paige walks up with the ring on her finger and the red dress. And Shoot, red dress ever. Ari's like, my dad, your dad would kill me. Paige is like really annoyed that he's trying to make out with her and stuff. He's like, come on. Um, they bring him outside, and she just pushes him over. He's out. And Jake's is like, alright, let's get him in the truck. I gotta meet the Mexican in 10. I know, I love that. Talking about Johnny. And again, the dynamics between everyone. They put him in. Paige drives to meet Charlie and Mike. Says he'll be out for six hours. Charlie tells Paige to undress. Oh yeah. Paige looked mighty fine in that dress. She sure did. That dress was looking good on yeah, Miss Serena. Yeah, likes you now. Misogynist pig. <laughs> I mean, I have no defense to that. She looked good. Um, That's so great. Paige drives the car into the pipes in the dumpster, and Johnny and Jake's go to the gas station, get everything, put it in the, in the thing. This is very Sin City Noir. Like, all mm. of these flashbacks are very Sin City. All that red. Frank Miller, yeah. They dress his body up with lipstick, blood, put him in the car. Paige puts the match in his finger, lights it, and this is where we come back to the real time where it's his fingers and he realizes it's the wrong fingers. And I realize, damn it, why was it Paige that messed up? He does not tell Briggs anything. He pulls out his phone, calls some people, and puts a gun out and says, let's go inside. Mm-hmm. And, like, brings Briggs, Briggs back inside. And... This just reminds me of the first episode of the first season where it's the small details. It's mm-hmm. like the smallest details that th- get these agents. If you guys remember in the first episode of season one, we have uh, whatever the hell his pay- name was, Tom or something, who was doing the heroin deal and he puts the needle in oh, right. and the rubber ball slips out mm-hmm. and that's what gets him shot. Yeah. He doesn't die, but that's what gets him shot. That's like the first, e- that's the first scene in the first season, I believe. That's like the first scene of the pilot. Um, but it's just the small details that can set everything up. 
Back at the Sahara, Charlie and Jake's talking about they've been inside for too long. Charlie's really worried. Briggs and uh, Ari are just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Briggs and Ari says, we're going to go somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie says they're leaving. Ari has a gun on Briggs. And she runs after them, losing herself. She is, like, all sorts of not there. Scared. That's my baby daddy. Super scared. Um, she's like, shit, 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 shit. Um, Ari is explaining how there's only one person who knew enough to set this whole thing up. He's being a smartass. And he called Martoon to run some plates. We get a flashback. Mm-hmm. Before, as they're pulling up to this new motel, and they get a flashback. So Colby's at the apartment. He's at an apartment. Layla's there with Colby. Before we get before we get into that, mind you, Colby did not want to be a part of this. He got out of this whole Sarkisian bullcrap because of how dangerous it was and because of how uh, brutal, no mercy, this family was. And sure enough, for every person who knows better and goes back into it anyways, dun, 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 continue. This Here we go. Happens. This flashback. Mm-hmm. Colby's at the apartment. Layla's there with him. Colby tells her that Ari wants to elope. Yeah. So that's how he's convincing her to stay. Tells her to get comfortable. She takes the drink, goes into the bubble bath. He takes off her, or he takes her dress, and he gets another glass and drugs it with the same stuff that Jake's drugged mm-hmm. Ari with. She drinks it in the tub. Paige shows up to get the dress in the ring. Paige likes the dress, says it's cute. And that's when he goes back inside. So Layla's on the bed asleep. We realize he kind of fell asleep. He handcuffs her to the bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking at this point they're making it look like he faked her death to elope. Right. Colby goes and gets a Coke from the machine. Wait, but this idiot wasn't even supposed to be there. The fact that he fell asleep is what pissed me off. I can't see what that says. Just Death tell me over the... It says Death Pole Mac bike. Oh, okay. Um, what does back mean? Forward or backwards? To, towards you. Okay. So it's not in my framing. Um, oh, for sure. So, again, small details. If he had just stepped out of the room to get a Coke and then walked back in the room, mm-hmm. he would still be alive. He, what do you mean? That's exactly what he did. He grabbed a Coke and went back inside. He handcuffed her to the bed. What does Martoon walk into? Does he walk into his daughter just sleeping on a bed and he's relieved? He walks into his daughter sleeping on a bed, drugged, handcuffed to a bed. But then, but it doesn't matter because he still would have walked in there. No, he still would have walked in there. But then it would have been, okay, Colby's on one, Colby's near one bed. She's in a robe on the other bed. Okay. Oh, then they were but just she's involved not, with each other? Not that they were involved with each other, but that they were his, just. His ass still would have been dead. That, that would have made no difference because Colby does not work for that family anymore. He would, it doesn't, the, and the simple fact that she was in there like that, like when he thought she was dead. There's no way he would have been okay with it regardless of the handcuff. Okay, Colby, Colby probably would have been dead, but I think it would have played out differently. I think that if Colby hadn't fallen asleep in the first place because he was supposed to wait for her to doze off, but before she dozed off, get her out of the bathtub and then leave her there. He wasn't supposed to be there for anything else. I don't know why he fell asleep. I don't know if he wasn't supposed to be there. Unless he was supposed to be there the whole time just to watch her? I think he was supposed to watch her. He was watching her. He handcuffed her to the bed because he didn't want her leaving while he was out getting a Coke. Yeah. But the thing is, is that because that whole because Martoon walked yeah. in after he handcuffed him to the bed, Martoon walks into his daughter handcuffed to a bed. Right. Which is never a good thing to walk into your daughter yes. handcuffed to anything. Right. Let alone a bed. Right. Um... Unless it's like fuzzy handcuffs. Even then, you know, probably don't want to walk into that. Yeah. All right. 
So he sees sees that the door's open. He walks in, looks at her, turns around, the door shuts, and Martoon is right there behind him. Daddy's right there. With a gun. Daddy's home. Honestly, if I was Colby in that moment, knowing who Martoon was, I would have just swung at him and tried to take him down. Because, oh my God, you don't let that guy tie you up. Oh, are you kidding? All right. Oh my God, that sucks so bad, especially with his whole speech of, I'm going to show them a new way to kill people. Yeah, so like, back to back to the future. They run the plates, and uh, Briggs walks in. Nobody's there. And mm-hmm. Briggs is kind of wondering what's going on because nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Ari opens the door. And, and mind you, he, like, smells it first. He's like, oh, yeah, there's something brewing in here. Right, it's the Briggs familiar walks scent in. of a dead body. It's the familiar scent of... A tortured dead body. A flayed dead body. They skinned Colby alive. <laughs> what the heck with that silent moment? <laughs> God, rest in peace, Colby. We love that you is man. some dark crap right there. Like, That's no, dark. And his, and his eyes were, his head was taped back like that. I was, I, honestly, I, I was extra silent while you continued to be silent, only because I didn't realize that his body was skinned. It more or less looked like it was kind of burned in the bathtub, but I wasn't sure. I don't think it was burned. I think it was he, he was skinned alive, uh, which is honestly I'd rather be burned to death than skinned alive. Exactly. Because uh, I'm not a rabbit. Sorry, it's, I'm it's not as funny up. as Stephen LeFew. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'd make a joke, but they're a little bit flayed out. Yeah, they. Uh, that's, that's because you, you give us enough jokes every week. I know I do. Um, I do really quickly want to give a shout out to Tracy Hickson at DJT. Hey, Tracy. DJ Tino224, who DJ says, This Tino. episode, wow! And I totally feel like Logan is shady. Yeah, Logan Shout is out to Graceland TV UK. Please tell us you are over your page phobia now. I mean, okay, I'm over. over. We're over it, and we love Paige. However, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately. She puts this... the match in the wrong hand. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hate her for that. <laughs> I'm not going to hit her for that, but again, this ignored all previous storylines. This was an episode that was kind of a bottle episode yes. within this storyline. Um, yeah, because once she gets back to her storyline, we're going to be back to Sabi Page again, I'm sure. Well, we'll see about it. Don't worry, Graceland UK. We'll work on loving her. I love her anyways, because she's just bad, so. <laughs> Carrie retweeted, tell me you're over Page's thing. Um, also, shout out to Destiny Shepherd in the chat and Tracy Hickson, Nicholas Menelis, Orlando Williams. All you guys who are watching live, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. It helps us out. Mm-hmm. And then go to iTunes. Rate us five stars. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. We have our new rating since last week, but we don't have a new comment since last week. And that makes me sad, sad. I'll leave us a comment. I'm going to be a grump grump if you make me sad, sad. Hey, guys, I really loved the after show. Steven, go ahead and lighten up on your jokes. Yeah, because they're terrible. Um, I am trying to get some people in here. I'm reaching out to publicists for for Ari. I want to get um, what's his face, the cop mm-hmm. from Charlie's storyline. Uh, I tweeted out to him earlier today, and he he favorited the tweet, but he didn't get back to me. Um, but hopefully, we can get him. I know I do want to get Jeff Easton back in here this season. Um, dun, dun dun. I'm trying to get his name so I don't feel like an idiot. Uh, Tom Shanley. Tom Shanley's the cop, the sheriff, who uh, was the yes. dirty cop last episode. I'd love to get him in here to talk about that storyline. Um, so we are working on guests. Sorry, we don't have a guest this week. We had it's okay. You have us, guys. Miriam last week. So, 
finishing out the episode. Which, again, such a good episode. How relieved is <sighs> everyone that it was just, you know, the last line, was so stoked about his notes. The last line we got? Guy. Guy. We got to have a little talk. Mm. Poor Paul, when he mm. saw Colby's face and how he dropped. that. Oh, the guilt he must have fe- felt after convincing him to do the project with him. Man, that that's messed sucks. up. Yeah. And it's not even like he got like a nice pop in the head. Damn. Messed and you up. know the entire torturing time he was like Briggs. Graceland. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was like. I think he was like and then for in probably the back, hours in the back straight. of his head. Yeah, I don't think there's anything going through that head except pain, 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 more pain, so and then sad. shock, and then death. Uh, uh, in the scenes, we see Logan gives Briggs an out, and Briggs does not take it because he wants justice for Colby. So Briggs is now on a vendetta against all of the Sarkissians because he wants justice for Colby. Good. Hashtag justice for Colby. Hashtag justice for Colby. And uh, we find out he didn't take it. Mike is like still looking for a case, and that's pretty much all we see. Um, no, we so, see some. We see some craziness with Eric too, though. I mean, Carlito. Mm. Yeah, you didn't see them yelling. Oh yeah, shooting? we did see. Yeah, we did see that. So yeah, that's uh, back to the to our Graceland storylines, whatever. Yeah, I mean that's it. You guys want to get into predictions? Sure. Let's do predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right. What um, do you think is going to happen? I mean, I've already said really good. Well, here's the thing, though. How is Briggs even talking to Logan? Like, how how did Ari not shoot him then? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, why was he not dead after that moment? How, that's what my prediction is just is questioning how Briggs gets out of this hotel situation. Uh, he's going to tell... He's going to tell Ari that Colby was still in love with Layla and that... Colby wanted to elope with Layla and and basically okay so Briggs is going to pitch it to Ari I'm trying to explain it in a way that's easy to understand Briggs is going to pitch to Ari that Colby was still in love with Layla when he left off the mission and he came back and Layla and Colby were still in touch and basically Briggs they're going knew to that, f- that was who the new guy was Briggs How knew did- about Colby Big, Briggs knew about Colby and he knew that Colby and Layla had okay. not relations, but like that they knew each other. Right. Um, he's going to tell Ari that Colby was going to frame Ari for her death so they could elope without Martoon looking for her. Hmm. And Ari's going to believe it because of all the loyalty that Briggs bestowed into him that day. Because Ari never significantly says that Briggs is the only one who could set up something funny like this. Because okay, right. Colby, Colby could be—he could have been thinking about Colby from the start. Yes. Okay. Done. That's what's going to happen. Then he's going to get over there and just uh, for the shits and giggles, he wants to scare Briggs this whole time. And be like, "Yeah, you see, guy, like this is what happened." Colby, watch. He explains the story as if he figured it out, as if it was Colby who was the one who set it all up, and he's just trying to explain this to Briggs and tell Briggs that he was wrong. And or he does thinks it's Briggs and he Briggs then gives his pitch and then he gets out of it. 
What will happen next? Don't forget to tweet us, guys. You can find me. Thank you. I'm on sorry. Twitter. I'm taking care of stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. And let us know what you think. Thanks you, for. You gonna let me see my Twitter? Go yeah, on. show up. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, as well as doing the Strain After Show on Sundays, and Killjoys on Sundays. We'll have the lead from Killjoys in a week or two. I do the Fosters on Tuesdays. And then next week on Graceland, we'll be covering episode five, entitled Pinion Tree. I'm going to go ahead and Google that, because we have a minute or two right now. And, Pinion uh, Tree, meaning opinions, like it's a matter of opinion. No, probably not. I'm not even going to Google it because of that. All right, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week for Season 3, Episode 5, Pinion Tree. Peace out! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Aha! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.